Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Cool kids be like... Chemistry sucks a D. Adults be like... Physics? Honey, not for me. But we're all just alive for a tinty bit. And science is the best way to understand it. Psycho, we show you studies are vague. Psycho, even scientists can be gay. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense. But we are a sub-science here to make things make sense. Today we're talking about body image. We're going to look at it from a neurological standpoint and follow some studies that connect social media to body image issues and then talk about our own personal experience with it as well as what we and you can do if you suffer from body image issues. Hi Greg. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going? Good. I feel like I actually haven't seen you in a long time. I know, like, we've worked harder at, like, not working together. <laughs> <laughs> well, truly, because we spend so much time together because not only we were in a relationship, we live together, we work together, we have all the same friends together, so we've been trying to schedule our days. And it is nice to not see you, Bob. Yeah, it is, honestly, in a good way. It's In a good way, yeah. It's, it's the same with, like, you need a relationship with work that you're not constantly surrounded by. I think it's the same with your partner. And so because... And we had, like, a fun date night last week. Like, that's the other thing. We have to try and figure out how we separate, like... That's the hardest part. Yeah. When are we actually hanging out together for fun? And it's like, it was last Wednesday we did that. It's mm-hmm. almost a week ago that we had and like chill time. And also we have to consciously say all through the night, we're not talking about work. Like we'll start yeah, talking about work crazy. and then we'll have to be like, stop. No, we can't talk about this. Let's talk about tomorrow. Because it's but so much you, of our existence. Yeah. When, and also when you work in social media and on YouTube as science communicators, like everything can be work. Like if you talk about the world, that could be work. If you talk uh-huh. about science breakthroughs, that could be work. If you talk about social media, that could be work. And, and so we've like, had to come to a, a agreement, which we haven't fully made yet, which is like, which part of our day or lives do we share on social media? Not that we've ever been that good at that. We often just like, don't <laughs> do that, but we've been we're talking about social yeah, media. We're bad at social media, but I think we've been talking a lot about, you know, there's so many things we're learning through the day. There's so many things that we should talk about, but what's the limit of when we have to go, okay, no, this is just for fun. Let's put our phones away and not at all capture it. I think a lot of other YouTubers uh, have maybe less of a balance and therefore are actually maybe more successful YouTubers. I think it is really important if you're a social media star to like have your whole life be out there. But Mm -hmm. I think that comes with a lot of mental health issues which we will be talking about today. Uh, Wait, I want to know who are your Spotify top artists? Oh, I I, I forget. Like, this is one of those embarrassing things where I mine are like never modern. It's always like the same groups of people. There's a couple this year that stood out that were like the three main artists. My top artist was a band called Joan, which I like fell in love with this year. They don't even have like full albums. They just have like EPs. Okay, you're indie. I am an indie band boy, as well as just like a guy named Leland. And then the rest is like, oh, Leland. He's yeah, gay. He writes for like Tristan. And then my other stuff is always like. Spirited Away soundtrack and like oh Hamilton the musical and like the rest gets really weird. So what do I use? Um, my top one was Bad Bunny, the best. <laughs> um, and then it was like Carly Rae Jepsen, 
I'm a white gay. Um, <laughs> the other day we were at Planet Fitness and I was like, this music is trash. And then Carly came on and I was like, oh, actually, maybe it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Robin. It's like Robin's always there regardless of the year. Um, mm-hmm. And then it was Ed Sheeran. Oh, burn oh. me in the ground. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. I'm surprised but my last on <laughs> one was Juice World, who just oh. died. Yeah. It's, I, it's so weird. I really liked his music. It was kind of what I considered like emo music mixed with like rap music. Day, yeah. I cannot believe he's died. He's 21. I think they're still figuring out what happened, but it's really sad. His music is sad, so I've been listening to it a lot, and I'm like, oh my god. That is sad. I feel like I'm not that tapped into music culture. I know you talked about him before, but I it, I don't really I know a lot, but i because seen... it sounds like emo music. And yeah, like I'm sure I did and would when you play it, but I just, as I said, my musical choices are never like the popular people of today. So, But I have seen a lot of people online being really affected by this. Uh, maybe also because he's so young. So like young, and he major. was like very popular, and like his music, his music was really good. Oh god, I don't know. It's so weird. Anyways, I don't know. I guess I feel like I love the Spotify end of the year things, and now it's the end of the decade. And like, I don't know. I love yeah. music so much that I've just been listening and reflecting on all these songs, and it like transports me through all the different years. And I just like, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. We should do one podcast at the end of the year that just is about the decade. You know. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like there's so much to go over. Like, what happened this whole time? That's what I mean. I think it would be a hard thing to do because it's such a long period of time. Ten years is so long. Mm -hmm. So much has happened. It's like, what, we focus on science breakthroughs? Okay, that would be like endless. Like, it's it's a challenging thing. I think a lot of people are. It'd be fun if we each picked our top five things in the last decade or something. Yeah, no, that that is a good idea. If there was some sort of like parameter. Okay, well, you guys will find out if we ever actually do that. What did we learn this week? What did you learn this week, Greg? Okay, so I want to talk about the movie Dark Waters. Mm. Have you heard of this movie? Well, because of you, yeah. Oh, I guess. <laughs> because I you talked to me about it. <laughs> <laughs> but pro- like, do you think you would have heard about it if I hadn't talked to you I about it? I don't think it? so. But no. as I keep saying, I am not that tapped into culture. <laughs> okay, but I do feel like there's something about this movie that's like being lost in that uh, people aren't talking about it even like the Golden Globe nominations just came out and like if anything this movie would rely on something like that and it's not even getting yeah. or being necessarily uh, like talked acknowledged. about okay. I think yeah considering that like Anne Hathaway is in it mm. and Mark Ruffalo right. and it's directed by someone named Todd Haynes who is a gay director who made a movie that sort of was really famous a while ago called Far From Heaven which was very much like Oscar like mm-hmm. I think that if anything if this movie is going to get sort of picked up it's going to rely on that type of thing so i'm worried that it's not but it's a fascinating movie about a science essentially a scientific story but it's also about activism and injustice and dupont the chemical company of which there's a huge factory in kingston we drove by recently Mm -hmm. so dupont is obviously in canada and america around the world it's like a huge chemical manufacturing company among other things but when they made teflon back in the day like literally so that they showed like in the movie a lot. Is that what Teflon's Yes, for? nonstick pans. They would use it for a variety of things. It started out to be used like on tanks in World War II. There was a specific chemical, which they called PFOA, and it is like industrially... PFOA. Industrially really important, but it was poison. The waste of it, the fact that it's so hard to break down and that it was like essentially they were using so much of it. They were disposing of it in parts of middle America where it was building up, getting into the water of these uh, specific like neighborhoods and killing 
massive amounts of people, oh making so many people sick. And did people just, know at the time? Like, or sorry, did the manufacturers know it was toxic? Yes. And they so were that's, just, they were intentionally being like, we're just gonna pretend yeah, we don't know. That's sort of a, a plot point in the movie is like, and how the whole legal system works. The fact that they were able to prove that they did know is really important because. You know, if not, mm. they could just say we had no idea. But right. like they did, they Ugh. had done the tests on rats. They had, it was, it's a really depressing, awful, but like fascinating story that's worth understanding. And in the end, science comes through to save the day in a way. In that, they do this really large study of, uh, and they the scientists are impartial apparently, and okay. I think that they are. And it takes. There's an interesting part where they're just getting so frustrated because the results aren't coming in and like literally the screen goes 1999, 2000, and you see the time passing, which feels as a viewer of a movie. I'm like, this seems kind of like lazy, but it's a true story. So it's right. like, okay, it has They've to They've got happen. to show that through the years, it probably took so long yeah. to really figure it all out. And there was something about that I found interesting. Like the process of science is so slow and it's like, because it's so important and it's actually getting to the bottom of the truth and they eventually find out that yes and they use the science and the scientific research to prove that DuPont was poisoning these people but wow. even that plot point I found exhausting as a viewer and also just but it's true like science is so important and, and it we, is so slow you think about studies that would take place over our entire lifetime because they need to understand the trajectory of what happens in someone's life with act, like with those chemicals like you I, it's just exactly. crazy how long it takes that we could be alive for one study and it's so frustrating to ever think that at the end of this people like then don't listen to scientists you know what i mean like the fact that they're mm -hmm. working so hard to make sure every single thing that they say is like valid and scientifically backed to then say something that people a lot of the time ignore anyways it was a very depressing movie in a week where I'm trying to ignore depressing things. And I've, it has helped outside of this movie, but it was really good. Go see it. Dark Waters. You'll learn a lot and you'll also like be entertained. It's kind of like a thriller. Yeah. Cool. What about you? So, Mitch, what did you learn this week? Um, so, mine is... <laughs> oh, am I supposed to say that every time? <laughs> well, I don't know. I was like, are you done yet? Yeah. Like, you know, you're done. <laughs> so, mine was about dogs this week. Men's, went, men, persons, humans. Yeah, I was like, excuse me. Wow. Well, that's just a colloquial phrase that came off my tongue. I don't know why. Um, <gasps> caught yourself, though. Caught my tongue. Uh, so, basically, it's about... We all, we've always known in studies have proven that dogs have the ability to understand human emotions so they can read human emotions through body language and face and vo vocal So like cues. when you yell at a dog, it's like, oh. And so it's able to pick up that, right? But this study was actually looking at can humans effectively recognize dog emotions? And it turns out that it's possible and they do, but it's totally dependent on your cultural upbringing wait what so depending on where you grew up in the world affects your ability to wow. understand dogs so in this particular study they were looking at european centric countries and then muslim majority countries so in, in many of the european countries dogs are like in the house they're a part of the family whereas often in muslim majority countries even if they have a dog it's outside it's not considered a family member and so in the european countries that they were studying uh, those cultures were able to pick up dog cures more easily than the other countries because it just was like cultural so it had nothing to do with your experience with dogs though so if you were just from one of those countries 
um, it would impact how you could understand a dog's emotions, basically. Even if you were around the dog a lot? Even, what do you mean by experience? So, for example, you didn't grow up with dogs, but oh, you yeah. grew up in the Western oh, culture. Oh, so I would have had more. So gotcha, you gotcha, naturally gotcha. would have been around people who would have had cultural ideas, which would have helped you Or understand. been forced in homes with other dogs to yeah. interact with dogs. But yeah. even, even if not, some people don't really interact with dogs, but because of your cultural upbringing, it would impact the way that you probably view that. Oh, yeah, people have dogs as pets, and as a result, this, I look at dogs. Um, does this mean, like, tail? down in their legs means sad like because that's like or is it literally their face being like oh I'm it was sad. faces they oh, were looking so at cute. pictures of dogs faces and had to um, say like what emotions they were feeling <laughs> I think it is um, crazy we just allow these animals in our house like in it our is you see that they were like descended from wolves these like creatures that would kill oh us God, and our dog would so die in um, the wild. but it was interesting in the same study they looked at uh, the ability to pick up chimp emotions as well which was equivalent across all cultures as well as Makes obviously sense. human emotions was the other one those were like the control groups but dogs was the difference the only caveat is they only used dogs that were um similar to german shepherd faces so it was less uh they didn't use like pugs or chihuahuas they would use like bigger dogs with the specific type of face and they did only look at two particular culture groups as opposed to like a mass one yeah so i could do- see that because you'd have to like think about all the different types of dogs yeah. <laughs> that's really interesting i guess that they chose those ones but it like does kind of make sense dogs are so weird like sometimes i love dogs i mean i do love dogs now but i do look at this animal in this bed staring at me and i'm like why did i do this like why did i <laughs> Which, allow this le- yeah why did you allow this because i love my dog ernie and greg when we first got him was like he'll never be allowed on the bed i'm never allowed and i was like you're okay my family dog was never allowed on the bed either but i was like now that i'm an adult that seems like the biggest perk of having a dog is that you can let them snuggle with you and it took about a year but then suddenly i'd come home and ernie would be in the bed with greg and i'd be like what what without me that's so mean it's pure joy Mm -hmm. but i do i do think it was good that first year because it now it (laughs) he (laughs) gender is a construct who knows knows to like look and he doesn't needs just permission jump up. yeah he doesn't be, although think he... did just jump up this morning <laughs> and i didn't get permission <laughs> but i loved it i loved it i loved that oh, so anyway although sometimes i'm like there's literally like like leaves all over your ass yeah <laughs> like, there's all this you're like, you're like disgusting. we should bathe him every time before <laughs> and i always lick him to help him clean you... yeah. wait what what <laughs> Isn't that part of? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a normal human trait to lick their dogs. <laughs> no, clean. I don't lick the fur, but I lick his mouth. We make out. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. So our video this week is about body image. So we sort of got this on the brain. It's called "Why Is Liking Your Own Body So Hard?" Right. Well, we haven't released it yet. So, but I think it'll be. <laughs> it'll be something that. like that. <laughs> um, or we're gonna get swept up in the YouTube thing, and it's gonna be called "Your Body Is Exploding." <laughs> it's crazy. Click oh this link, not Ken. clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically to give a bit of context first for this conversation we thought we'd touch on some of that so what is body image greg that was so funny <laughs> you just said that in the most like talk radio way ever what is throwing to Im- you and i will throw over there to you mitch what is body image there um okay no i just wanted to know like okay, we look at it from two perspectives yes, neurological yes, yes. Why don't you start so the, vi- the visual image of yourself is the one that I think we're going to be talking about more today, which is actually the way when you see yourself in a mirror or you see yourself in photos, mm-hmm. your eyes actually processing that image through the neurons going to your brain and you're getting information about the way that you're perceived by others and the way you're perceiving yourself in the moment. The other sort of way of 
visualizing yourself is also the way that you feel like literally the way your body feels moving through the in air. space right in so even space. with your eyes closed you can tell which angle your body's at. yeah you can and tell. you might actually walk around in the world with a sort of body image that isn't based on what you're seeing of yourself but mm. what, the way that you're also feeling so it's kind of contextually like confusing but when scientists look towards body image they like to differentiate this because they are essentially two different ways of your body like using its senses and using its neurons to decide who you are Mm -hmm. and the way that you perceive yourself as your internal (laughs) view so then we also covered there's a there's a secondary view which is called the collectivist view so this is but I think how our studies kind of lean in today and the image of body perception in the world of like social media and how people interact with everyone else is how people not only see your body, but how you think you fit in with the group. Yeah. And it, that's the big one. That's true. Like mm-hmm. whenever we look at our bodies now, like the way that we've been built as like essentially brilliant social beings, we look at our bodies and we immediately compare it to other people, to its value. And I think that's something that everyone can sort of relate to, at least in like, I don't know, I can only speak from like a Western world, I guess. Right. But, but yeah, it, we're con- like, think of magazines, TV shows, social media, you're constantly seeing different types of bodies, but maybe not actually that different. You're seeing jacked bodies, you're seeing fit bodies. And so as a result, it's skewing the way that we view the world. If we were, le- you know, being online, we don't see as many average bodies of the people around us. We're seeing people with shirts off who are like fit and amazing. So it, it like totally whenever I see us. that hemsworth brother who's the one that's thor that's what oh that's thor i've read Uh, it like i know liam chris hemsworth whenever i see him i'm like what the hell like Like, how how is this real and like i mean i we can get into it a bit in our study about steroids but i'm like i assume he's not on steroids but like he probably like i don't i I think they must be i mean not i'm not like throwing that out there like don't yeah like like, weird, but i'm like he literally looks like unbelievable whenever i see him i get like immediately turned on it's like so fast i get turned on and i'm like how are you like how are you real (laughs) remember that photo when he's like kind of like like it almost looks like he's like bottoming. Have you oh, seen that? Yeah. <laughs> he's like looking at a kangaroo. <laughs> but even there, I'm like, his body is like huge and like long and like. Weird. It's like, it's is like he so... pandering to the gays? I think he is. <laughs> okay, but gonna... he's an insane person who is on social media all the time, being like, I'm working out, like running. Yeah. And but when you're, like, oh my god, when your job is to be famous, like that is his job to yeah. be fit. And so many of his roles not rely on it. I think he's actually a good actor and good and in he's those funny. actions. Yeah. yeah, but his body is a major <laughs> part of his selling point. Um, I'm going to jump into oh my, my first study Imagine because it's your dad don't mess um, you up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry. Keep so going. Go uh, into your study. my first my my study relates to social media and a trend that's been happening in the recent years because I think the conversation about like body positivity is generally new and this idea that we're all becoming aware that social media is kind of toxic or at least it can be toxic when it comes to body image so there's this hashtag called instagram versus reality where people will post like a hot photo of themselves but then also another angle that like looks much worse or shows that they were perfectly the photo came from a perfect angle or they had like their abs in a certain way crunched oh, that was perfect. is it photoshopped sometimes they are so sometimes they show this photo was photoshopped but sometimes it's just a matter of showing angles or showing hey i look more frumpy when i'm this way but i worked really hard to or look like at- those new tiktoks that are like look good in a photo ding, 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 ding. Oh, and yeah. then they like You're cross like- their legs and like <laughs> yeah. sit up and i actually am so, always like wow people really think about these things yeah i saw one that was so funny the other day this guy being like um, when 40 year old dudes take photos from like this angle under their chin he was like just lift the phone up <laughs> put it to the side Put your face sideways. And it was like, it actually actually looks so much so cuter. Different. Wow. Um, but this trend is just uh, exposing 
you know, the idea that we are seeing people look their best and they look many different ways. And so the study was trying to understand, is this positive? Is people seeing these kind of posts, hashtag Instagram versus reality, yeah. uh, have a positive impact? My hypothesis? Yes. Yeah. Um, so you're right. <laughs> they, they basically split. This was a study only on females, but they split the women into different groups where some only saw the perfect pictures, some only saw regular pictures and then some saw the comparison pics okay. obviously when they saw the perfect pictures their body dissatisfaction increased a lot but when they saw the comparisons or just the realistic photos their body dissatisfaction decreased oh so the fact that when they just saw the unaltered versus versus was the altered still, and unaltered it was it was equal yeah or quite equal um oh, and this is maybe in it's not in contrast to other studies, but some studies right now have been saying even when you try to be positive, positive being on the internet is really difficult. But that this was specifically about this hashtag and how it is effective. In that I've never, sense. I've never heard of this hashtag. What, I think it's somewhat new. Maybe yeah. I think it starts not as a joke, but like some people do it as a funny thing, right? So like here's here's me looking cute and hot and like posed, and then this is what I actually. I would like. love to see celebrities do that. I mean, I think that sort of goes against probably what all their PR teams tell them to do. Right. They're supposed to look like. But nowadays, it maybe would be be really nice. Um, The one caveat for this study that the, or sorry, that the study found was that most people using that hashtag in the first place are already quite fit and attractive to begin with. So it's not actually representing diverse bodies Mm. on the whole because obviously they have to have this like photo that's so hot of them. Yeah, that's true. So even within itself, it's still not quite like the gold standard, but it's still at least... Uh, shows a positive trend towards hey if we can acknowledge and teach people that it's really easy to not easy to make a photo look good but to modify it I think it's like important for maybe like kids and stuff like based on our research too for this video we realized a really important part of having of mitigating body image issues is that it's like actually learning photoshop and understanding what you can do with it Mm. and then therefore when you look at magazines or you look at instagram you can clock okay that's obviously altered yeah. or just being able to understand that like there are completely yeah, it's unrealistic ideal lighting it's ideal f- like makeup they've photoshopped like they have all these options that even just a photographer knows the best angles to get to make someone look attractive so, so that is important for that specific thing but then you're right like it is if a bunch of attractive people are doing this then it's not really opening it up to yeah the question for me too was can a movement like this really get mainstream legs. I know that's a really weird way to say that, but can it... I want to see Chris Hemsworth's version of (laughs) Yeah, because ultimately, everyone still wants to be their most attractive version of themselves. On Instagram, that's literally On Instagram especially, but even in the real world, everyone's trying to look their best, even if they, you know, so it's sweet, and I hope this kind of movement takes hold, but at the end of the day, even myself, I'm like, but I still want to, like, look good, so it's difficult to temper your desire to be as attractive as possible with also accepting like where you're at. But there's something really cool about like, there are things shifting right now where, Mm -hmm. you know, looking so good. I I think maybe I'm biased because I don't follow that many like hot people on Instagram. But then sometimes I go on Instagram and I'll see a hot person and click and they have like millions of followers for like being hot. And you (laughs) see like all your friends liked this photo and then you're like, Oh my God. Like there's so many gay guys like that (laughs) that are so hot. And then you realize that's all they are is hot. And then they try and write like meaningful things. That's what I tell myself anyway. I'm like, they have no heart, no soul, no personality. They're just hot. But then I'd be so sad if I met them and they're amazing. You're like, well, they might be. They they might be. But it's not like on their Instagram. They're talking about this other thing that they're really doing. They really are just hot. Yeah. And I'm like, they're not in porn. (laughs) (laughs) They might be. You never know. 
Okay, what was your study? Mine has to do with all those things, actually. So, okay. <laughs> including porn. Okay. Um, so mine is about body dissatisfaction in gay and heterosexual men. Okay. So, so like yours was about, yours was also a study just on women too, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, this was interesting. So before I get into the actual study, like, you know, at the, be- at the beginning of studies, when you read, they go through all the past research. That's to kind of explain their, why the they're context. doing the study. Yes. Yeah. So they found that in past studies, 69% of the participant men reported that their present weight was different than their ideal. That's a fancy way of saying that like past studies have found that men are not happy not, with okay. their weight. Yeah. Um, but it's like complex for men because in general, the studies find that women are more interested in losing weight. That's mm-hmm. like what people talk about with body image. That's like really messed up. And you can see how that does so much damage because it's like, yep. that's awful. We all have sort of heard that narrative before, but for men, it's sort of split equally between those who want to gain weight and those who want to lose weight. Right. So it's like, oh yeah, there's this like other pressure or like body image issues for men manifest itself in different ways. It's like getting more muscular is like what I'm assuming by gaining weight yeah. or getting more thin is what I assume by losing weight. And some, because some people also have a hard time like bulking up. And so there's the other end of things where like being a skinny guy, a lot of people are insecure about. So they want to put on weight to be more jacked, right? Yeah. So it, yeah, you're right. It comes from both sides. So the research fan, there's a contrast to heterosexual men. Gay, so gay men put more emphasis on their own physical appearance than uh, heterosexual men in past research and tend to integrate their own appearance into their self-concepts more than straight men. Which I'm like, that from like anecdotal experience, yeah. it's just like gay men, re- we really do talk a lot about other gay men, talk about the way people physical look. Appearance, physical yeah. appearance. Like, I don't know how much of like heterosexual culture knows this, but it's like when you go to a gay bar, sometimes it's like crazy. Like like, like so many jacked people. Jacked people yeah. and they wear like baseball caps and it's like they all look like bros. Like yeah. that's a that's a generalization, but I think a lot of straight men would be surprised to know that gay bars are full of like like bros. Bro, <laughs> like these like really like jacked, like idealized body types. Obviously mm. there's d- all different types of people at gay bars, mm. but there is a like a subcategory. Yes, of, that yeah. I think a lot of the stereotypes are, you know, about being like effeminate and like mm-hmm. based on what we've seen in the media before. It's like well, it's you important people how... know this is a crazy issue, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's an issue because it, it brings up, and I don't know if you're touched on this at all, but the pressure as gay men to not be feminine, right? So that might be why a lot of gay men want to have jacked bodies because it proves their manliness. Yeah, and if it, I can be strong and physically attractive, yes. then I am not feminine right so that is that is not part of the study that's something i like passionately like re- we've done a lot of videos on this because mm. it's like it in my opinion it's all linked it's it's linked to sexism it's linked to the patriarchy yeah. like we idealize masculinity within the gay community which i think is like really sad or it actually just is completely related to the um undermining of femininity but this has nothing to do with that so it's actually probably important as we keep talking to sort of like try our best to like not bring okay. that into this because that's not what the study talks about. Okay. We can talk about it later. Um, but gay males are overrepresented uh, based on population uh, with eating disorders. Mm-hmm. So that's why this study, which is a recent study, is like really wanting to be done because okay. gay men do suffer from eating disorders at a higher more, rate, at than, a higher rate heterosexual than heterosexual men. men. Okay. Yes. So this is a very specific study. It was 54 Caucasian straight men and 82 Caucasian gay men. Okay. So Again, limited scope, limited scope. They were all middle class. They were trying to get like the best uh, image they could, like keeping the variable small. But in my opinion, I'm like, okay, already this is like a very specific type of person. Mm -hmm. 
And so they found within this that not more than 90% of the whole sample were uh, were not happy with their weight. They either wanted to gain or lose weight. And the main uh, findings in the study found that gay men reported significantly more dissatisfaction than heterosexual men with their bodies. The media influence was more strongly related to body dissatisfaction and self-esteem issues with gay men than heterosexual men. Mm. And the magnitude of the relationship between weight-related peer teasing, like actually being made fun of, uh, and and having that be an issue for your self-esteem was higher in gay men than in heterosexual men. That's actually surprising. People were like teasing people. Yeah. And, and, um... Yeah, I just thought that was like, like that's shocking to me because I don't know why I'm just like I feel like I haven't yeah I haven't come across, come across that. that and to me the sort of beefing up and being fit in gay men uh, appears to be more of a mask that's not fully acknowledged. So it's interesting to know yeah. that gay men at a higher rate uh, make fun of. I think or maybe that's just a testament at. to having like good friends or or like being in good circles. But right. I'm like that made me really sad to think yeah. that gay men are like potentially like teasing or tear or at least i mean wow like who am i to know like mm-hmm. think about how there's probably a lot more but, gay people in high out in high school who mm-hmm. now have to deal with like maybe yeah. gay i didn't have any gay peers in my high school at the time so i didn't have other gay people to to actually to talk actually about like be young and not have fully developed brains and like be like <laughs> into that whole part like bullying is a really big part of yeah high school anyways so essentially gay men are disproportionately affected by these things compared to straight men. So that's really interesting. And I know in a lot of our research for this video, we found that a lot of like people studying eating disorders and studying body image when it comes to men are like, okay, we need to study gay men because mm-hmm. we are seeing that there is like something going on here. And I think, I think I can obviously like talking about those Instagram, <laughs> like Instagram is a big place I think for gay men to go and just be like, Oh my God, there's like these jacked men who look straight and they're just like adored by like the gay community and it's just like I don't know where I stand on that I certainly don't follow them but I think I do it like actively so that I don't feel bad about myself I mean I'm sure this happens for straight men as well where they're following like really attractive women as well which probably pushes the standard of what a woman should be when so many men are following them it is probably just a trait where it's like you can't deny if someone's attractive, right? Like there is a level yeah. to it that's like, yeah, that person's body is uh, so nice and attractive that it's this weird, you have to contradict yourself and be like, oh, but I know that it's maybe not a positive thing. To it's have not, to put, yeah. well, it's not right. But it's, it's also hard because you, you don't, about yourself. yeah, but you don't want to judge the other person because obviously being fit, it, it's so tied into this catch 22 where you want to promote fitness in people like i don't want to judge what oh i don't well i don't want to judge somebody for being into working out like if they like that that's fine i think it's good for them if you can get up and go to the gym every day and you're healthy with it and have a positive relationship and it makes you feel good cool okay but it's hard to it's difficult to know the level of psychological end of it where they maybe aren't happy or they're doing it because they want approval from others so i don't know I find this it also that, okay. That's really interesting. I feel like we always end up in like we should call it like debate talk <laughs> because I totally think that there is a lot to be said about. So, I'm going to take speak very specifically to uh, gay Instagrammers. Let's say that people who put themselves out on their Instagram looking like so jacked, so mm-hmm. beautiful, so immaculate, and that is actually the content that they produce. They don't really produce that much else. Maybe they're traveling. Maybe they're doing whatever. I think 
that is important that they understand the impact that that can have on people. Of course, it's it's important that people are physically fit if they want to live a longer mm-hmm. life. Maybe when we talk about physical fitness, we should be talking about it in relation to like depression or anxiety. Mm-hmm. But just being physically fit for the sake of being physically fit and showing that off without really being clear as to why, I think is only going to make other people feel bad. I think there's a lot more for them personally to gain that I think it is worth saying they're not doing this to literally increase fitness amongst the population. They're doing this in order to get likes, in order to potentially make a living off of their Instagram, and because it probably makes them feel good, but they might not be thinking uh, to what extent that has on others. And to me, I'm like, I don't know why. I don't want to necessarily but like, then, give okay. them the benefit of the doubt. Should we take a and have a debate? I only have one other point I want to say is on that. what is the point of Instagram? Everyone's posting photos to get likes, right? Yeah, but I think there's other you're ways you can your do face, it. I know, but... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. That's your view of if you post a photo that's funny, what that's still for yourself. If you post a photo that's cute of you like eating ice cream, yeah, that it's not p- promoting anything good either. Most people are posting photos on Instagram that are just for their own vanity, right? Wow. Yeah, I guess that is true. I guess then what I mean to say is that I would hope that those people can at least understand the impact that they could have. And maybe they're not necessarily or they're choosing to ignore it because they don't want to feel like they're doing something bad to the world. Right. Well, let's talk about a little more after the break. And then I also want to talk about, you know, our own personal experience with body image. And we'll see where that goes after the break. Okay. Welcome back. Um, Yeah, this is hard. To wrap up on that convo, I think think that you're not wrong it's hard I like my pets mean, but i can't imagine instagram in the first <laughs> I feel place like i always platform. say weird things like that and then you just like always keep talking as if you're like ignore it <laughs> yeah i'm just used to that, that yeah no honestly like hey, let's do another one recently where i was like you little poopy pants and you literally just talked through like something very like intelligent <laughs> and i was like i wonder if people are even catching like what the hell did that other guy say anyways i damn. think yeah i think let people be themselves i agree it can cause negative impacts i think that's why we should focus as individuals on our personal health and awareness and education around the issue so that those things can impact us less. But it makes me realize that there are people out there who are making it a part of their sort of mandate as celebrities to talk about body image. Like like Sam Smith, he's like a queer person who, you know, he talks about body positivity. I'm like, that does matter. Like Lizzo, these people mm. who are just like, I'm fucking hot. And like, I don't look yeah. like the way that everyone else looks. And I think sometimes... 
or, or what I'm realizing in this moment is how radical and cool that actually is. Like right. it is, it is really important then that people on the flip side also gain. I'm sure they have a lot to gain from talking about those things. Like mm-hmm. Lizzo is really interesting to a lot of people for the fact that she's like inspiring people to be like, no, you can be, she's so hot. Like when I look at Lizzo, I'm like, oh my God, like, wow. Yeah. No, that is something that we haven't seen before as someone who's just so freaking sexy and like really goes on Instagram and is like, yeah, I'm going to show my ass in the exact same way, even though I might not look like all these like other like fit T models. Yeah. And I I think think that 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 is important. I think more, I'm realizing now how cool that is. Whereas, at the yeah, time I, I think said, oh. that cuts to the core of what the issue is: is that you need to first accept your body and who you are, and then you can, of course, work on whatever element of it that you want. But at the core of it, you seeing somebody with a jacked body should hopefully not trigger in you insecurity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but how it can probably you, does. Yeah, and that's a huge problem, and I think more than just body positivity. I think in achievement, in success, and all these that's, values, and people I mean, look at others and and want what they have. Yeah, and, and even thinking of Lizzo, it might actually be hard if you were like looking at yourself and just being like, oh, I wish I could be that confident or mm-hmm. something. Like you can still always look aspirational. Of course, at these people. Yeah, 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 and so successful and so good at singing and performing. Like she has so many attributes that yeah. many people are probably very jealous of. Yeah. So okay, I want to talk about our own body image views and how we feel about it. Oh my God. I remember like the first time I ever really had this thought was like in grade six or seven when like, when like someone had a six pack. Do you remember that? (laughs) Yeah. They'd be like, Oh "Oh my God. Like Michael has a six pack. You'd be like, what? (laughs) And I remember like, that was the first time I ever sort of like probably started like doing crunches. I "I want a six pack. (laughs) And I I was like, I want that, but not even on me. I want that boy now. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like, I, oh my God. I mean, I guess I obviously was like tingle, tingle in my stomach, but I don't remember. I remember thinking like there were these like guys a year older than me who at all the like talent shows in elementary school would like be the Backstreet Boys or like be sync. And there was one, I forget his name, who was just like the hot kid like so the hockey kind of like he reminded me of you know the bi guy in big mouth who's like yeah what what do i want yeah, and yeah. he's like he reminded me kind of, of like that <laughs> That's a good impression yeah and he i remember he would like in each one everyone would be like it's coming the moment's coming and he would lift his shirt up and like show his abs <laughs> oh and everyone God. would be like ah! and i was just like holy shit like it's crazy I how much like a lot of young kids have six packs because they haven't quite hit puberty yet and they're like so skinny i but just feel like I that was also common and like is is this also are we living in an Instagram age where younger and younger people are like feeling jacked. the need to work out? I remember Probably. in high school there was a gym in our high school and I it was just it was used by like the football team sometimes it was like abandoned essentially. People weren't using it. And I think now and I think I like look just looking on TikTok and like looking at the way culture is, I'm like, I'm sure the free gym in high schools is being <laughs> more, used. More frequently. Yeah. Like at the time it was sort of like emo. Like I was like, I'm gonna be skinny with my hair slapped and like Yeah, there's been that different was, like, trends, the vibe. right? But now it's like not that emo I think emo was a subculture that wasn't necessarily there was still like bros and jacked guys and like metal lovers and whatever, but emo was like being skinny and like a little bit or not just skinny, just like a little bit out of the norm was cool, I think. Yeah, like the uh, Seth from the OC. He was sort of like a really like attractive yeah. guy at the time. Like so was Ryan, who was like strong, but he was like a bad boy. Like I feel like now more than ever, though, people look like Jack because you have yeah. Instagram, you have all these extra influences. And actually in this study, it found that people who read Men's Health and the other thing I didn't mention about porn was that gay men watching porn 
it leads to crazy body dissatisfaction. And the people who subscribe to men's health, they found, are more likely to have body dissatisfaction because they're actually, you know, Damn. tapped into that a lot more than other people. Yeah. They're Again, probably seeing it all the and time. And seeing these perfect bodies yeah. and seeing this like aspirational lifestyle actually makes you just feel worse. I don't so, know where I got, oh, our personal body. Yeah, well, okay. I was just going to say, what is the balance then when it comes to yourself? You know, I want myself to be more fit, to be more, but maybe you're right. Like being healthy doesn't always equate to being jacked. You can be really quite healthy no. and have a good heart and have a good like circulation and all these things that is not really, obviously having strength is an important part of being healthy as you age, especially being able to be mobile, being able to lift things, being when you have kids, being able to like have the proper body. Movements. I, I work out, um, I'll get more into my body image issues myself, but I mainly think about prolonging my life. Like, and my mental health. I really do. I know that when I don't work out, I, f that I literally feel worse that day. And I just think like, okay, if I'm like, I drink this much. I like eat this much <laughs> weed. It. Like I need to work out in order and sleep well in order to essentially prolong like a better life for mm -hmm. myself. I do think about that a lot, but we are also people who are tapped so into science that I think we observe the world a lot differently than others. So do you think you have body image issues at all then? So I think that I relate to myself in high school where I really remember feeling like I did. Like I, I did gym all through high school sort of as a way to like keep my body as fit as I thought it could be. I think I've very, I feel lucky. I feel like my parents did a good job of like never, I was, it was never talked about. It was never, mm. my parents have never commented on the way that I look, how much food I eat. Like I've n and I I think that's where a lot of these things can root it. And I truly cannot remember one time where that was ever a conversation mm. ever in our household. But we always. But you should acknowledge as well. It, you may have a certain set of genetics. Like you've never had to worry about being yes. overweight. And, or and my parents. And I was gonna say my parents are also like like, like so health conscious. Health conscious. Yeah. Like it, it was never a discussion. But like we only had like. Brand. Healthy, like brand, <laughs> like very like I don't know. It wasn't you didn't have a lot of like snacks. It wasn't like health but then again, it wasn't health conscious in the way that it was like I was aware. Right. Oh my god, it just there's was all this. what was available. It was just what was available and I in retrospect I realized how there was like never really any junk food, but we still like would go out for dinner and we still would mm -hmm. have our vices. But I do think that when it comes like to my own body image, it's like, yeah, I think I feel like I have like I literally, what are they called? Love handle, like this, like right here. If you can yeah. see grabbing here. But like, like I've always kind of been like, oh, like I have those, and no matter what I do, like they'll never be there. And I sometimes look back on. You mean never go away? Sorry, never go away. And sometimes I look back on like times where I've been like really fit or not, and I'll be like, oh, like your body looks so different. But it's not like I ever felt like, oh, my love Better. handles. Uh, are like you it's always like, are like yeah. So there's like that's that like a like maybe insecurity. like a form of body dysmorphia, even which is when you like have uh, a specific specific thing that yeah. you like extrapolate. And I also think because we're in a relationship, I think right. that if it's less of a, a conscious day to day. Yeah, like worry. I feel I f if I was single, even when you were on Big Brother, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me, like I got so jacked. Well, I was locked away in a house and couldn't see anything you were doing. <laughs> well, because honestly, you probably also had way more time. <laughs> exactly, it was a time thing. It was just a weird like that was a really weird time for me in my brain. I honestly wasn't sure if we were gonna break up. Like I was going wait, through what we've talked about this. Uh, wait, what? I had like a weird thing when you were gone for six months, where I was like, what? What is he okay. thinking? Like, it was, wait, are you talking about Big Brother? Yeah. I was not gone for six Sorry, months. Sorry, six like, weeks. We uh, talked about this. 
Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like, okay, stories coming out of the woodwork. No, here. in those six weeks, I remember thinking, like, who knows what he's gonna think when he comes out? Like, I had this you just weird, like, I was like, oh my god, we're probably gonna break up because this is. Oh like, my god, I did not think that. Yeah, or I thought it was an option. I would, like, oh talk to the cameras every night and be like, Greg, I love you. I miss you so much. No, I never <laughs> saw those. Okay, rude. You but, obviously weren't watching the live feed. <laughs> no, I'm this joking, is I'm when joking, you were locked away, uh, literally away. Uh, in Do you remember that? Hunt. When yeah, you were yeah. taken away from society? Yes. Okay, there was a time when I was, yeah. Okay. Wait, sorry. I said that with, like, such a pointed tone. Um, I really felt in that time that I got, like, I started to, like, not eat carbs. And, like, my body, like, morphed a lot. And I was sort of, like, feeling this, like, Obviously, I was anxious about everything and, like, felt unsure about my life. But it created within me, like, okay, I'm going to control this part of myself. And I, you know, I look, I look back on photos of that time and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you look so <laughs> jacked. But I don't remember necessarily at the time feeling hmm. jacked. Like, it's all in your head. And I don't know. I think I've been lucky with the fact that I can confidently say I don't have, like, huge body image issues. But I do look in the mirror and think, like, okay, like, this could be better. Yeah. Okay, your turn. I guess... I feel the same, but I think maybe I suffer a little more from like insecurity around my body. Like I feel that you're just generally a much more confident person. And so I think you have more traits that you go, well, even if my body's not good, I have this and this and this, and that makes me so much special in these other ways. But I can remember. And I, get, I do like to be naked in front of everyone. <laughs> yeah. You, you <laughs> like I, like, I am. Have, I've yeah. always been, I have never been like, gone skinny dipping I, unless it's like just with you. I feel insecure in general about like, like not anymore about like having my shirt off but I still have that moment when I have to like take my shirt off in front of like some of our friends who might be like jacked and I'm like okay am I just like this weird scrawny uh, out of shape person but I can I can remember growing up and thinking about it all the time I think because I mean I was closeted gay and I don't know I like fully acknowledged that I was gay but in school I remember thinking like I want to be more fit I could see the guys who were fit and our gym was used not not necessarily by that many people but you could see it, it by it was like beside the gym LOL, was like ours was probably used too I just like you just never, never went uh, there. but I don't as know. a gay kid I never took gym I think I took it once because you had to take one semester of gym but I honestly don't remember I'm like I feel like I found a way out of ever doing that even because it was like huh. a scary environment for me I was afraid to be in an environment even though I was like I played sports growing up I'm pretty coordinated I, I not that I'm like so good but I was confident enough when I would like play soccer or play tennis but around my school not friends but peers I was sort of bullied because I was more effeminate especially in high school so I never felt really safe in those spaces but I can remember every at the end of every year, like one person had this pool party every year and I would always be like, okay, next year, I'm going to start working out now. And then by next year, I'll wow. be like really fit and it'll be so great. And I've, I've had this problem my whole life where I've wanted that. Even now, I'll be like, okay, no, I'm going to start really pushing myself now just to like see, like it's the winter now. So what will my body look like next summer? It'd be fun. And I'd get a thrill out of like people being like, wow, you look so fit. And that still happens to me. So I think I... Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? Finish that. What do you mean that still happens to you? Whatever still, happened, did you ever go to the... I've never done it. <laughs> party? You never... Would you not go to oh, the pool? Oh, I would go to the pool party. And I think I was never... What have you not done? What are you like, saying? Like worked out for the year. <laughs> I start... Oh. I, until I've had major back problems, I always had this image of being more fit and thinking it would make me more happy. So the issue is that you literally just 
what you don't want to work out you don't i guess it's that same fear you know i suffer from perfectionism and it's like if i can't do it perfectly and i can't find the greatest schedule and i can't get the results the best way then oh, i wow. kind of stop myself but it's also wow, this I've like yeah i've like seen that happen like you're so good for like you'll like go so like so into it for like two weeks and then something will happen yeah, and then it kind of like stopped. I think honestly, the only reason I work out now is because I work with a trainer because I had so many back problems that yeah. I was like, I can't live like this anymore. And but to be honest, since doing that, my general fitness has increased, and I do feel happier about my yeah. body. Yeah. But I still have a lot of insecurity around. Like I'm, I'm like I'm weirdly sometimes skinny, but also chubby and not chubby, but like <laughs> weird. Like even though I'm skinny, I still feel like I have parts that are like kind of like you said, like love handly things. And I'm like, no matter what I do, I'm not seeing like. Some other people I know around me or especially people on the internet, you're just like, how do they like I'm working pretty hard and I'm not getting those results. Like, how are they doing it? And that's why yeah, it's so important to like think about because I want to go back to when you're like, because there is you said something at the very beginning, which kind of, I do think about that a lot where I'm like, OK, Greg, like you have the ability to make people laugh. Like I am confident. I don't I don't get spooked by social situations I'm very like lucky in that way and I do sometimes rely on that when I think of myself and I look in the mirror I go well you have these other traits mm -hmm. that like make up for it that make you like desirable to people so do you do you ever think about that like I, I just want to hear you talk more about that like you have so many other traits that are desirable to people but you haven't like been able you haven't brought them I up yes but I feel that I I mean not that I wear my body as my first form of existence because you know we live in Canada we're covered in sweaters half the year anyway <laughs> so but I yeah I think I am more introverted than you are not to say that either one of us is one or the other like I definitely become extroverted if I'm like on stage or something but I don't know. I feel much more insecure around people. And I think that reflects in all these things. Like I, whether it's my body, whether it's my personality, whether I feel like I'm too quiet or kind of a little bit awkward or don't know what to say to people or don't know how to like break out of small talk or start small talk. It's all kind you of gotta intertwined. You got to go to the bathroom. That's what you do. I do. And at parties now, I literally intentionally go and give myself like five minutes in a bathroom alone in the quietness just to like breathe and then it can like recharge me. But I think it is all tied together because I have the same feeling about my personality that I even have about my body. It's like I don't have a major disdain. I don't think I have a disorder, but maybe it's on a scale. I do often think like I'm inferior I, in all these different ways. Oh and so God. I think it's a for me, it's less about my body and it's more about maybe like an internal happiness or internal confidence that I lack because I'm constantly comparing. I'm constantly aware. And I'm reading this book called Quiet Right Now, which everyone should read, even if you're an extrovert, because I think it's amazing. Did you, did you put that on my pillow or on my side of the bed for a reason? Or were you just... No, I was... I actually... No, <laughs> I was no, like... I just was lazy. Okay, and, I'll read it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should read it. But um, it talks about how introverts typically are much more aware of people around them because they're of they're often like navigating their own personal behavior to suit groups wow i never did. i'm always just like you are yourself and I'm just you can be yourself right whereas i feel that i because i'm just like constantly it's it's a lot it's something to do with introverted it's something to do with like being perfectionist it's something to do with being a little insecure i'm constantly evaluating how other people see me and how to please them and so as a result like wow. whether it's my personality or whether it's my body or any other aspect oh i think i God. struggle a little more to feel like like you said so many of those gay men in that study have goals to reach something either way either to lose weight to gain muscle it's like, when do you ever hit that? You never, because once you hit it, you want something else. Goals are actually really challenging because you go towards them and then when you hit them, what's left? Now you just want more.
right? Yeah, yeah. And I feel that I live in that space. I am often chasing goals and then realizing that not that they are not satisfying, but but it is interesting. You to have look to at, find the inner peace yeah. first. I think. I think a lot. Like when I look at you, and I'm like, okay, you've like, you're so successful. Like there, there's so many things that you goals in your life that you have hit, and like knowing now that sometimes you look at me and you're like, I have no goals. I'm like, oh my god. But like, <laughs> you've hit so many, and so many people would look at you and not like. Like, it is tough. It is tough. And I think, like, even I'm listening to so many Buddhism podcasts, I've replaced all my New York Times, all my science, all my climate change podcasts for this week as an experiment with, like, truly Buddhism podcasts to try and see if it'll help me. And it is, like, interesting because it's literally about how it's about that. It's about learning to accept what you have, to not strive for more, and just, like, an acceptance that the world is so baked into that type of thinking that, like, it is so hard to combat. And even me listening to them, I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm listening to them instead of like finding out about like what's going on in Iran. <laughs> but like, I, but it, do, it helps me while I'm listening. But then once I turn the Buddhism podcast off, I'm back to the way that the world works. And yeah, it's, it's, it's hard so to maintain. Tough. But I yeah. think that is what Buddhism is trying to teach. How can you extend that period longer and longer and be in it without reverting into the anxiety? Did, I wanted to bring up something quickly okay. that's sort of unrelated. Yeah, so it just it's going long, but I'm like... That's okay. I think it's okay. interesting. Um, I was thinking or I was listening to a podcast about envy the other day. It was a like, uh, hidden, hidden brain, brain yeah. podcast that I, I thought was that. really interesting. And they mentioned um, the seven deadly sins, which is, I believe like a Christian teaching, right? You, I think it's Christian. No, I know. I know it is. I just didn't know if it only belongs to Christianity okay. or if I'm like in my head, it's too. Christian. Um, but what it made me realize is so many, like, because you're talking about Buddhism, I think I, I started realizing so many of these things I don't think are about laws that you should live your life by i think there are laws that humans realized help make us happier so it's like you shouldn't nowadays people go oh you shouldn't have envy because it's bad and you'll go to hell maybe like some people might say that but i'm like i actually think you know we often talk about uh you know whether it be like uh indigenous peoples or traditions that come out of different cultures and how they actually were practical even though now they might not be practical but they come from traditions that kept people safe kept their food sanitary kept their whatever uh help i need an an example um like i i I don't i don't know if i'm gonna mess this up but i don't know if i want to say anything i just like is eating pork or not eating pork for uh, certain people is linked to uh, like diseases that could come with certain times of year when they shouldn't have eaten pork. Oh, okay. I, I I feel stupid saying this right now because I've heard this. In what the did past, you mean by indigenous people not having practical lives but aren't practical now? What did you mean by that? Uh, what I mean is that sometimes traditions are rooted in something that at a time it was to avoid disease or it was to avoid like to deal with certain weather conditions and they became traditions to protect against these problems. But nowadays those diseases don't exist, but the traditions persist in culture and we okay. actually think it's just part of a religious tradition when it might have actually come from something like a thousand years ago where it was like a you it was not because it was a tradition it was because we need to do this to actually so survive. what does that have to do with this envy this hidden well brain? i was starting to think that a lot of these sort of like religious laws come off as teachings like you are a bad person if you don't do this but i was thinking you know as with buddhism being envious actually is bad for you it's not just bad for the world it actually makes you unhappy it actually makes you like sad and not appreciate your life and so it might not just be a law that like god has decided is evil it might have been created because people were really smart and were like if you are not checking your envy or not checking your pride and gluttony and greed 
It's not just those things are bad. It's like you will be be less satisfied person. Okay. Right. Think of greed. Greed is another one of the seven deadly sins. And it's like, yeah, I can understand from one perspective, people go like, yeah, greedy people are bad people. And that must have come out of us just wanting to condemn greedy people. But in another way, I'm like, maybe it comes out of us realizing. Okay, this is a religion podcast. (laughs) Realizing that like greed actually doesn't make you happy. If you're greedy. Those seven deadly sins, I'm like, wow, 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 (laughs) wow. That would be interesting if we end this by like, you want to know what you can do? You can actually just go to your nearest Pentecostal church. (laughs) No, but sorry, I'm trying to relate in the way that it's not religious. Like those traditions are are religious now, but maybe religious. But now it's like, yeah. Sage advice to yeah. be more introspective in relating finally and ending this back to <laughs> Buddhism where it all comes down to what are the traits that actually don't make us happy. I think that Buddhism but is... But that's Christianity saying the same thing. I know, but I think Buddhism, the difference is, and this is just my surface level knowledge and, and my anecdotal like experience of it, Buddhism really focuses on the self. I think that uh, many other religions say like Rather people shouldn't do by, that. Yeah. Like, those are bad people where Buddhism says... This is bad because it's bad for you. If you're jealous of other people, it's bad. So just focus on what you can do in your own life to like calm yourself, be happy, be kind, be compassionate to yourself and others, and then you'll have a better life. Wow. I don't know. No, that was yeah, a really big all, tangent. That I'm was sorry a big tangent, was but no, it was intense and it was interesting. And I think that that's true. And I think that, yeah. I have a question though about what about the whole at home thing when you were growing up? I think a lot of people who have body image issues can clock it up to something that like maybe. I don't like, feel, I feel like, like you didn't. That, I f- not to put words in your mouth. I, but. Maybe body image was a topic of conversation, but not of my own body ever that I yeah. remember. What do you mean a topic of conversation? It's possible that watching shows or looking yeah, at people yeah, like yeah, it may okay. have come up, and maybe. But I you don't, never felt pressure I don't from recall. your family to. No, because I never worked out. And but I did play sports and I think naturally I was like fairly skinny when I was younger. If anything, I couldn't gain weight until, you know, then in my mid 20s or like, okay, now I actually have to like put this in check because I can't just eat whatever I want. Um, so I never really had that pressure. And yeah, I, think I think as a boy, it's maybe a little easier. Like maybe my sister had a different experience because there might have been pressure on that. But I'm sure there were comments made, but I never felt like, wow, I am. I think I, if anything, I suffered from being too skinny when I was little. I think That's a lot. A thing that, like, yeah, men but I didn't with. feel it. I think it's. I don't want to say this and um, like make anyone feel like it's not legitimate, but I feel like that's an easier side of things to take on than being too heavy. Or maybe you're teased more the other way. Yeah, I think yeah. as a skinny boy, it's like pretty rare that you get like made fun of. Yeah, you're not. I mean, you I maybe aren't. But you're not yeah. the hot one. But you're not like in my exp- my anecdotal experience was yeah. not that I ever was made fun of. For okay, because that's way. interesting. I just think a lot. Like I was do- some research for this video. I realized a lot. It does have a lot to do with like people who have severe um, body image issues. It's usually like clock, clock. You can sometimes clock it to certain life experiences that maybe we both don't have that we like can't speak to. Yeah. So I guess to oh just like God, wrap it okay. up, I think we should give some quick little tips on things that people can just do. based on the si- the research we've done. Yeah, because yeah. it's like. At this point, I'm like, at this point, I'm like, this is so complex. It is. It really is complex. And I think we aren't like, like I mean, you said, there's so many factors. Our per- your personal relationship to your body, to your life, to the world is such a big factor. It's, and it's just actually like it's your whole existence, really. The way you perceive yourself. <laughs> so just figure out your whole existence and you'll be fine. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's why body image like can easily be seen. Like I was trying to make it simplistic and talk about like hot Instagrammers, but it's like, yeah, okay, that's a really obvious way to, sp- to talk about this because it's like so convoluted. And in fact, it's just like the way you perceive every yeah. aspect of living. So wow. what can people take away? I think... 
in our video, we touch a little bit on, you know, your social groups matter a lot in the way you feel and think. And so, number one, having supportive people around who don't value you based on your weight. Like, if you feel lonely and isolated and you are only consuming things of really attractive people and you don't have that support system around you your social group effectively becomes yeah. all these people that are attractive. There's sort of three tangible things that we end the video with that we might as well say now. Sure. And one of them is that like when I found out that it's like gay men are so susceptible to bullying, it's like if people are bullying you for the way that you look, check that whether that relationship is a valuable one to you mm -hmm. and like try and literally seek out people who represent your ideals. If you're someone who's doing the bullying and this is a big part of your life, that's a different conversation. Maybe you need to try and like do what we were talking about, do a little Buddhist practice, maybe even just look at the seven deadly sins for a bit. Mm -hmm. But like really check your own self but if you're being bullied by others within your friend group yes check who those people are to you and if you're in high school just know that you're going to grow up and you're going to get new friends um the second tangible one was about learning literally photoshop and how you can sort of mitigate the instagram world and be aware of what is real and what is fake because we do live in a world where a majority of it is fake mm -hmm. we have had experiences that open ourselves to the world of hollywood and it's truly insane mm -hmm. i'm really like I used to love pop culture, but now with my job and sort of seeing what goes into like making a celebrity and how like calculated and fake and like it is has made me really sad. Honestly, like I used to love a uh, celebrity, almost like an art form, like thinking like, oh, right. this genius is this person's a genius. But now I realize, no, there's like literally 12 people whose full time job is to navigate this like corporate system to make this person appear as a genius. Mm -hmm. So just knowing that like it's all a facade, the more insight you can get into that, the better. And then the last one is to literally consume content and support content where diverse body types are maybe a part of the conversation or even just like in the particular television show, Netflix show. Yeah, or I would say a just celebrity just think that you're about, interested in. Think about the yeah. things you watch. Think about just stop and go like, what are the main shows I'm watching right now? What do they represent? If I can think about their bodies, is it all fit people? Is it like if you're watching a lot of reality TV these days is like, you know, even like The Bachelor and Bachelorette, it's like all just really jacked or really fit. And that has people. an impact on yeah. your neurology and what you deem to then be normal. So mm -hmm. if you are watching those things, maybe being aware and being like, okay, I'm going to suffer through this. It's going to make me maybe feel weird about my body, but I like this show. And now I'm also going to look at all which is so exciting about Hollywood right now is that they're doing a good job of correcting this. And there's like a variety of shows. Mm -hmm. Like even the examples, I was like the office, right. like yeah, yeah. parks and rec, like orange is the new black, like these mainstream shows. When you watch them, you're like, okay, wow. I get to see all these different like yeah. types of And I, I just want to make sure it's not about like, demonizing shows that do have fit people no it's not it's just knowing that it's impact. just looking at it yeah and being, it does make you feel seeing what bad. you're seeing just taking yeah. a step back who's in your instagram feed it doesn't mean you have to unfollow them but maybe it's worth making sure other people are in your feed so you are being reminded that there's a diverse array of and bodies gay, gay porn like literally they were mm. saying gay men suffer a lot more than straight mm. men when they watch gay porn because gay people so and often. gay porn are so like essentially yeah. like their bodies are beautiful they're on steroids things like that and i don't i mean i do actually watch straight porn different um oh, podcast okay. but the men are the men are divert like you know what i mean like the men in straight porn are all over the map in body size sometimes it's kind of the women aren't so that, yeah. that's the issue but there mm. is something to be said about like when you watch porn it's affecting your neurons of it's course affecting your brain, and more so. than just body image right yeah
Okay, well, hopefully that was useful. I think it is. I think it's an important conversation to have. And part of it is just stopping to think and realizing what you're surrounding yourselves with. But it's also harder than that. It, and it, it, is. it is. It is like it's yeah. ingrained in society. And of course, people are going to be wanting to push themselves to be the most beautiful, to be the best. So and that's all you, I mean. Like, if you are feeling like you are suffering from this. So another thing that maybe is worth noting is that if you are ever having your body image and the way that you eat or the way that you work out, the way that they define why you should and when you should go to the doctor is if it's mitigating your ability to work, it's mitigating your ability to have close personal friendships. Maybe you're choosing the gym over your friends and family. Maybe you're choosing the gym or like eating a certain way over your friends and family. That's when you should start checking, okay, do I need to talk to a doctor about this? Mm -hmm. And doctors are trained. People are out there to help. So we are talking from an area where we both don't think we have a disorder or like a need to go to the doctor to talk about this, but many people might. And that's the way that the scientific literature would explain that it's time to talk to your doctor is if it's mitigating your ability to like work and live and like essentially build, keep relationships with your friends and family. Yeah. Well, that was intense, I yeah, think. Yeah, it was. It was a long one, too. I uh, hope uh, you guys enjoyed that. I don't know if people like shorter or longer podcasts these days. I like long ones sometimes. Put us on two-point times. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes I, like, freaking, I go check in on Joe Rogan every once in a while to see, like, what is going on in, like, the most popular podcast in the world. And it's, like, clocks in, like, three hours and 16 <laughs> oh minutes. I'm like, gosh. that's the Titanic. But, but hey, if really you're interviewing somebody <laughs> interesting, then, you know, sometimes you're like, yeah, I do want to hear yeah. that cool person talk for three hours because when else would I ever we get to do that? We should do a Joe Rogan po- podcast about how it's disgusting because I think we might do it on that. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you guys for listening so much. All right. uh, we're getting close to the end of the year. I really want to do that podcast on the decade. Let's do it. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Hashtag Side Note Podcast. If you want to talk about it, let us know your um, opinions on body image and your experience in this world. And uh, we hope to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.